0: Well, hello everyone, this is Midori Connolly, your friendly chief AV girl and the host of the Good AV Podcast, where you find out about all things new, innovative, exciting, and good in our audiovisual industry. Um, so this month I'm super duper excited because I'm talking about something I really love and, and it tends to be um, the futuristic topics, as you know, that get me excited. And so this month I have the privilege of talking about uh, presentation technology, so a little bit different from something that we cover. So we're moving away from some more of the hardware type of topics. And exploring the idea of the future of presentations and formatting and natural user interface, gesture technology, Um, this should be a fun conversation. So today I am pleased to bring you Nigel Sharp, who is the CEO and co-founder of Lion Sharp Incorporated. Welcome, Nigel.
1: Hi, Midori. Um, sounds like a, a huge show ahead of us. And, uh, and yeah, we'll have to see how well we can try and get you excited. Um, so <laughs> yeah, looking forward to this.
0: Yes. And as you all can hear, um, Nigel does not sound like me. So he's from a different part of the world. Um, and I think that that's actually also interesting because, you know, I believe in the, the, the power of diversity and global culture. And when we start infusing technology from around the world, um, we really strengthen, um, you know, again that diversity piece, right? So we find strength in diversity and and learning about what people are doing from all around the world. And I think um, to start, let's talk a little bit about you, Nigel, and and your story and um, some of the backstory for Lion Sharp.
1: Absolutely. Um, So I think that's the most polite introduction I've ever heard for a British person in America. But anyway, um, so I enjoyed that. Um, Yeah, no, so I'm sitting here right now in in Boston um, at our office here. But uh, the original story sort of began with me uh, once upon a time growing up as an engineer um, and then moving over to what I now call myself as a, as a technologist. So somebody who really sort of loves to um, integrate and play with different technologies. And we're in a world where technology is rapidly advancing. And um, it's through science and through engineering that that's all happening. And I think that's really sort of the, the cuff that I would love to be sort of, you know, uh, assigned with. And so here I am... Um, sort of going briefly back a few years, uh, was very involved in building a large educational technology center uh, for kids out in the country called Armenia, um, and got quite attached to to the country as well. Um, actually ended up marrying an Armenian girl, but there Aww, you go. Nice. So, <laughs> and, um, you know, we sort of went on from there, um, and about two years ago, decided to start and found uh, Lion LionShop Lion Shop was really a company that we were inspired by the idea that you know, why do we still have to stay hunched over our laptops? Why could we not just talk and work with computers in a natural way? And what would it take to just use our voice, use our hands, and use everything else that we naturally do when we communicate to each other um, with computers? And that was really where we sort of founded the company. And we've been on this sort of really wild two-year journey from Armenia, Bulgaria, the UK, uh, all the way here to the US. Driving forward a company to do exactly that, and uh, it has a great story behind it, but i'm I'm not sure we have the time
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure people can always talk to you more about the story and that's a great kind of overview to give an idea of um, the sort of the depth of this technology and um, what you're about, which is more than just putting a you know a single product out there right so my sense is that, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what you currently are offering, but my sense is that we as an industry should really kind of keep an eye on a company like you or one like yours, which is focused on, you know, development of a system and a way of doing things rather than let's just give you one product and call it a day or, you know, a, a product that delivers one functionality. Um, and so let's talk about the first product that you're offering now um, that that you have uh, to offer the marketplace, um, and that's Voiceboard, correct?
1: Absolutely. So Voiceboard, um, which, by the way, for anyone who sort of you know won't remember this in the future, the uh, the website to go check it out is at www.voiceboard.info. Um, it's really a product that we have built to change how people engage uh, their audience through presentations. So um, I think a lot of what we want to talk about today is really the, the exciting change in presentations. And what we did with VoiceBoard is we wanted to build a product that would allow people to use their, their hands and their voice to not only control the slides, but actually allow them to have more interactive content within the slides. So we now have a product that's on market that allows you to use your mobile phone uh, or your voice to not only fly through slides, but also to pull up web pages, maps, 3D models, and documents directly within your uh, directly within your presentation. So you can sort of imagine that, you know, you're giving a talk about a, a house, like an architect, um, and then you can just pull open a 3D model of that that building uh, and just fly around it just using your, your hands on your phone um, or using your voice to sort of jump in and out of different types of content. So that's really what VoiceBoard is. Um, and as you said uh, very clearly, I think it is the first step and sort of our, First direction of where we want to go, and it's now a beta product that's out on market uh, and available for free download on our website.
0: Okay, and um, who who do you see using this technology the most? Is it education? You know, what who where will this really be best um, used? Do you think?
1: So right now we we're seeing um, we're actually seeing it being used heavily by sales teams um, in various locations in the world, but we're seeing mostly innovative sales. People that are working probably for advertising, marketing agencies, um, groups that are really trying to look a little bit different, be a little bit different. When they walk into the room, you know something special about putting your computer, plugging it into the projector, but then never touching it again, controlling everything from your phone. It, it has a special sort of uh, tech feel to it that allows people to do things a little bit more more naturally. And um, so we're seeing a lot of those type of people using it. Long term, of course, I really see the education being the biggest benefit uh, from this because, you know, there's a never ending need for teachers to make their presentations more engaging for students. And we all know that technology can be a huge help there. Um, so we see that there. And, you know, as we're on the uh, the AV show, I think, you know, there's also another area is, is the events industry. Um mm-hmm in the, in the longer term, we see that voice board will be out there and it become the central point where all presentation files can be dropped in by, you know, the AV guys. They can drop those things, uh, directly into the software and then throw them up on the screen and then just hand the, uh, the presenters, you know, their phone, uh, to control everything as they normally would. And that's kind of where we sort of see the product going.
0: Mm-hmm. AV guys are girls, you know, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. I, I always give everyone a hard time about that. And, um, uh, so, anyways... You're
1: absolutely right. There we
0: go. <laughs> one, I, one thought... I,
1: I feel better educated. I'm sorry. No. So, if I, if I, so, all the AV guys out there...
0: Oh, no. Uh, I think I may have lost you. Am I... Are you there, Nigel?
1: Yes, I'm still here.
0: Okay. We lost you just for a moment. And Well, anyways, it was sort of a bad joke, so it's a good time to drop out. But... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, I I do, you know, thinking about, um, you know, it's interesting what you say. And maybe I'm putting you on the hot seat a little bit here. But, you know, to keep this from and this this may morph into our conversation around natural user interface and gesture technology, because the thing is, is that and you and I both know this. I mean, I at the heart am a technologist as well technology can't be about a gimmick right so you know yes right now what's catching on are the people who want to stand out and they want to do great sales presentations and and be you know the marketing people but ultimately a technology like this if the true you know goal is to change engagement and to change an experience um you know Is that, you know, I guess that's sort of why we are, why you are focused on natural user interface. What are the benefits there? Well, first of all, let's talk about what natural user interface means because a lot of people may not know that term. But then why and how should, you know, how will that improve the experience for everyone so it's less of a gimmick and actually just becomes a viable, useful tool?
1: Okay. So that's a, Fantastic number of questions there. So, Sorry, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, uh, and I hope our Skype holds together for this uh, for this call. Um, so, natural user interfaces, I think, really stems back from the the original work done in HCI, which is human computer interaction. Um, A lot of people would sort of associate human-computer interaction these days with the keyboard-mouse experience that you have with your computer. Um, And I would say that is, in the majority of cases, the real experience. And more recently, um, probably since the advent of the the iPhone and uh, these type of touchscreen displays, that we're seeing touch becoming a very normal, uh, intuitive component of interacting with computers. So, natural user interfaces really refers to any type of interface that allows a user to to really generally put input or output to, to the user in a natural way. Um, and it's very broad term, and really historically, as I said, it's sort of gone through a number of phases. Right now, we're at a very exciting phase, because we're at a phase where we're seeing natural user interfaces change from being just physical keys, physical things we're pushing and touching, and becoming more, as we... We sort of inter- It's becoming more like how we interact uh, to each other in, in the real world, because we don't push each other's buttons. Uh, at least, <laughs> at least not physically, <laughs> when we want to re- achieve a response from each other, um, mm. or at least in the most part, I should say. So, you know, it's very important to sort of look at the way that you know we interact with each other, and then try and emulate that with computers, because that'll make the whole experience uh, more um, more natural um so if we look at certain di- things there we see that for example as a human being when you uh, emotionally react to something you have facial expressions you have other expressions that change well understanding those expressions uh will allow um the other person to sort of have a have a natural communication with that person and actually adjust what they're saying how they're saying it and, and everything else so sort of taking what what we see is uh the technology right now it's the ability to sort of track and look at you know sort of normal natural human movements and sort of react to those movements in a way that sort of gives you a a, well I hate to keep using the word natural but a sort of Mm. natural response and that's uh, and that's really the the only way that we can sort of describe it Mm -hmm. so I mean I think that a lot of us have played with certain things that probably make sense here but this is everything from You know, if you stick your hand between an elevator door, the door doesn't keep closing up and crushing your hand. At least Mm -hmm. hopefully it doesn't. So Mm -hmm. uh, the idea there is you have a sensor. The sensor detects that there's something in the way of the door and that you can – that the door will stay open. But how great would it be if the elevator could sort of have a camera that would be looking and seeing if anyone's actually trying to approach the elevator. And as the doors are closing, instead of actually closing the doors, they'd reopen back up to allow a person to come in Mm -hmm. because they see the person's – you know really trying to get into the door and it can sort of calculate that. Whereas it could see another person standing there calmly waiting for the next elevator. Mm -hmm. And these are the, this is where, this is where computing changes from being just, you know, distinctive sensor driven data points that allow us to do one thing and makes it into a sort of natural user experience that, uh, you know, becomes very exciting.
0: Yes. And I had mentioned to you, you know, um, and I think you even listened to the podcast that I had um, done with Howard Nunes from Pepperdash about, Mm -hmm. you know, predictive technology and and when it goes from just being, you know, kind of smart and reactive to actually becoming intelligent and, and, you know, tries to predict and anticipate our behavior. Um, And I think that that's when we really start to experience that true integration of technology, you know, where it becomes sort of seamless and we live it, and we don't have to think so hard about how to use it, right? I mean, that's like
1: yeah, absolutely. It's
0: it's shocking, right? When you you know, for me, I do so many presentations to people, and um, I always have to set the stage with, "All right, this is a presentation on technology, but we're going to start with a picture of SpongeBob SquarePants because I need you to relax, <laughs> because people." <laughs> are frightened and they're uncomfortable. And, you know, perhaps a lot of that comes from the fact that it is such an unnatural interface, right? It's such an unnatural means of communicating and, and, you know, per, per, in some cases, performing or presenting or teaching or whatever it may be. So really what you're, you're making the point And, you know, I knew, I knew I wasn't really putting you on the hot seat, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it may seem from the surface like, ah, oh, you know, it's this sort of gimmicky and oh, it'll just be kind of fun. But there truly is a science behind the fact that should a teacher or a learner, you know, feel more comfortable and this technology is actually reacting to um, their, their movements and, you know, they don't have to think about platform or the tool, they just pick it up and use it you absolutely establish a sense of comfort and they can focus on the message instead of the medium. And I think that that is the real key to natural user interface and, and, and whether it be gesture, voice touch, um, there's a reason why a four year old can very easily pick up an iPad or even an 85 year old. Right. I mean, (laughs) there's a reason why it works. Um,
1: absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: So, uh, That's a really great and intriguing um, overview of Natural User Interface and, you know, as you said, HCI. Um, But now just to have some fun. And uh, this is I am always the daydreamer. And uh, for so long, I have dreamt of being able to write a book because I can't sit down and type long enough. And all of my, you know, the, the idea of recording it even by voice just feels awkward as well. I want my computer to read my mind. I want it it to just lay out those thoughts that I'm having in front of me. So if we're going to get really daydreamy, let's like think about, you know, imagining a room or a presentation of the future is taking place. It would be the classroom or uh, the conference room. You know, I'd love to hear your take on what would it look like for a presenter, for uh, the listener, the receiver, you know, what does that look like or feel like?
1: Okay. So, Midori, yeah. I mean, I think to backtrack just a little bit, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a huge amount. So, at the moment, you know, in the world right now, and this is really because I know some people listening to your podcast probably love to know what the type of technology we're discussing. And I think both you and I have a sense of that already. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about things such as the Microsoft Kinect sensor. We're talking about things such as the Leap Motion, the Myo arm and the nod ring, there's a whole bunch of different uh, sensors and, and things out there. And then we talk about voice control and voice inputs, you know, we're talking about uh, you know, the Dragon's Nuance system, or sorry, Nuance, uh, the Dragon Naturally Speaking system, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about Microsoft tell me, um, uh, you know, famous one Apple Siri for a lot of people here in the US. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the current tech. So, how do we take all of that, combine it together And build it so that we can almost use our brainwave patterns as we walk into a room to start, you know, really uh, moving things around and doing everything. Well, my dream, and I think this is sort of where I started the company from, was the idea that you could walk into a room and without it necessarily being super expensive, it would be quite effective to just be able to have a bunch of screens up on the wall. Um, And I think screens are a very important thing because it gives Mm -hmm. us visual feedback and visual allows us to show a lot more information. Mm -hmm. So everything from, and and a lot of people actually, recently had a couple of 80-year-olds come up to me and say to me, yeah, but you guys are just still using screens. Where's the holograms? so I think you know, if we're going to take it take it a step forward, we have to talk about Tony Stark's you know Iron Man type lab, mm. and that's really where we've got to build natural user interfaces. It has to be. Um, it has to be voice controlled. You know, we have to have the ability to walk in, pull up the holograms right in the middle, pick and touch things uh, that don't really physically exist in space, but be able to interact and engage with different pieces of that and move things around. And that can be huge amounts of data sets. It could be pieces of machine, or it could just be, you know, uh, a vast amount of, of photographs. And, uh, I mean, it could be, you know, virtually any, any sort of media that we can imagine right now. So the kind of steps that we want to take forward towards that is really... Allowing the person to, first of all, know who's engaging where and what they're doing in 3D space, which is something that you know most computers don't have a clue. Uh, the computer sitting waiting to be touched. It's waiting for it to be used. Um, same with your iPad. And it's starting to get a little bit smarter that maybe they might know that you're actually trying to maybe look at your phone screen. But doing a little bit more than this, though, is actually just sort of knowing where you are in the room, what you're doing physically and, and what you're interacting with. Are you interacting with the computer or are you interacting with the person sitting next to you? Mm-hmm. one of the things that we built as a company is we built just the ability for the computer to tell whether or not you're looking at the computer or looking at the other person mm-hmm. and that helped us you know develop a number of our natural user responses um just to that that little piece of technology which took a little bit of time to code um, but it takes a lot of interesting approaches and some to really understand how do you position the the user in the room and then what does the user see and how does that person interact with the things around it um, and yeah, it really gets sort of really wild from there. So if we go, like, you know, as you say, full Jetsons mode yes. uh, with this in the future, I think, you know, you're talking about walking into this room, not only just being able to use your voice to pull up different types of content, so just asking for video streams, seeing searches pop up real time all around you, and dealing with all the different real time information, plus having, you know, Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds and whatever else it is, you know, sort of lined up against the wall so you can see everything there. Being able to drag and drop from any of those pieces, so sort of a minority report type experience, mm-hmm. but taking that all the way through to actually allowing other people to interact with that as well and i think that's going to be the key changing point is when two or three or four or five users or a room full of people can engage and interact with the information at the same time in their own from their own you know position um and that's going to be a sort of key uh, key to the magic point and that could be everything from engaging people in virtual reality all the mm-hmm. way across to of course real reality. Mm-hmm. So. Um, probably probably the most exciting presentation that I got involved with was nearly eight years ago now, so that would have been back, you know, in the, um, the late 2000s, where I had a chance to sort of build uh, a presentation environment in Second Life, which is a virtual reality mm-hmm. environment, if, mm-hmm. if anyone's familiar with it. And Second Life is a really wild place because you're in a full 3D virtual reality environment where other people interact at the same time. And... We, we were having conversations where three or four people were pulling up photographs and videos in the real time, throwing them up against the walls and doing exactly what we're sort of discussing, but in a virtual world. Um, and it didn't seem, you know, that far away and that remote to start bringing that technology into the real world. And all we need is the computers to know where our hands are, where, where we're looking, what we're trying to do, um, understanding those coordinates and then applying those to different objects that we can manipulate. So it's, uh, it is all it's sort of just on that, that cusp of, cusp of happening. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's the exciting part of this world that we live in.
0: Of course, and I'm, I'm sure part of that future futuristic presentation would, you know, not all of your viewers or um, participants are sitting in the room with you, right? I mean, that's that's the other key as well is ultimately, you know, we are... Uh, geographically, um, spread out. So, you know, most teams and students, and, you know, I've seen some funny things with the, you know, like the Sheldon, um, you know, if people are watching Big Bang Theory, the Sheldon robots in the, in the classrooms with our, with the remote students participating as robots. And I think that, you know, right now it's, they're just faces on an iPad, right? (laughs) It's like, ultimately, you know, there won't be as much of a need for that one, um, giant classroom, but everyone will feel like they are in that classroom. Um, you know, there's a lot to, you know, and then I was making like, you brought up the Jetsons and I was joking earlier, you know, the video conferencing when George was getting yelled at and on the video conference system. And it's like, it seems so futuristic, you know, and here we are <laughs> using FaceTime every day and Skype and everything, you know, so <laughs> I think, you know, we may speak in terms that seem for this industry, you know, which is we want to stay ahead of needs, but then also try to fill the needs as they come. Um, You know, it's sort of split when you have education in some instances, extremely progressive. Um, And then in other cases, you know, there are still classrooms that are trying to keep up. So, you know, knowing what's coming for those of you listening, you know, sort of trying to get a feel for what's coming. um, This is important stuff to be uh, in tune with and to be paying attention to. Again, just kind of keep your finger on what's happening out there and think about, all right, well, how does my technology fit into that? How do my services fit into that? What type of systems will I be designing and building? And, you know, what can I start really and suggesting for my clients and, and um, or, you know, even my institution that might be different and might start to serve the needs differently. I was going to ask you, and you mentioned this uh, briefly, and um, I, I watched one of your demo videos and I was looking, is that the, the zero ring that you're using for gesture technology or, and for everyone listening, it's a wearable technology um, that, that sort of uh, you know, num- controls a number of different apps. Is that what you were using, Nigel?
1: Um, so we have a number of videos. So I'm not entirely sure which one okay. you saw, but we, yes, there was one where there's, we're using the Nod ring, N-O-D ring. Oh, different. Um, that's it. Yes, a different ring. Uh, we're partnered with that company. They're based over in Silicon Valley. Um, oh. Although we've played with some of the other rings out there, mm-hmm. um, and there's a number of new ones coming out from China very soon that I can let you sort of know about. Mm-hmm. Um, in you know, we've also played with things like the myo sensor, which fits on your arms so you can sort of me- measure muscle movements as you move your hands and close your different you know mm-hmm. points of your fingers and these kind of things. There's uh, you know sensors such as the Leap Motion. So it really depends. But we've got a whole bunch of videos of stuff we've played with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up on our on our website as well, so you can get linked to those as well and see some of those videos. Um, but I think you know there's a bunch of other great companies in this space. So you know, have a look at oblong and see what they're doing i mean these are real av systems and uh you know i think a number of these things will actually be on show probably at the upcoming infocom event in in june so that's um worth seeing yes uh,
0: yeah i was just um just about to let everyone know that Lion Sharp will be and voice board obviously will be at Infocom this year and it will be their first time. And so I hope everybody will stop by, say hello, um, let Nigel know you heard about them on the Good A V show and ask any other questions because this is really interesting stuff. And um, sorry, one more question as well. As far as voice board, um, I know you're controlling um, in some of the videos, you know, you do have the ring that you're controlling. So using full gesture technology. Is the system equipped for that as is for, um, you know, just the, the general user or is that something you guys do on your end or just trying to get a feel for that?
1: So... This is this has been the magic to the whole thing. The whole magic is to really make the experience uh, as as lit, uh, as what's the right way to say this probably as technically simple as physically possible. You know, mm-hmm. as as far as we can sort of make it. Um, mm-hmm. So for the general user. Um, You just have to use the technology that you sort of already have. So what we've built at the core of VoiceBoard and really what our company, uh, let's call it our company's magic, is really this gesture voice module that sits underneath um, VoiceBoard. And that allows you to plug in anything from gesture-recognizing camera systems from Mm -hmm. Intel or from Microsoft, Mm -hmm. or it allows you to plug in things like, you know, nod ring, or... The most recent uh, integration we've done is the mobile phone, which was the, probably the most obvious thing to integrate, but it was actually the least exciting for us for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. um, but we realised that everyone had an iPhone, everybody mm-hmm. has a phone, so you know why why can't they just use their phone to try this stuff out? And once they have the phone, and they try it out. They're like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then, hey, can I do this with my can I do this with my iWatch or can I do this with the the ring I just bought? And we're like, well, sure, you know, let's plug all this stuff in. The you know, it's, it's a very heavy learning curve as a company mm-hmm. like ours to try and get over that 3D Cajun coordinate system so you have to sort of like, you know, reintegrate into 3D world and understand all that stuff and put that back into the computer into some sort of sensible way because it's a lot of data you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But once you sort of get over that initial learning curve, and the same with voice recognition, it's, it's a real pain to deal with noisy environments and mm-hmm. the audio um, that you deal with coming out of microphones mm-hmm. and, you know, delays and everything else. But mm-hmm. once you get past that initial learning curve, then this whole world of possibilities just open up in front of you. It's like, Wow! Wait a minute, guys. We can take this and do that, and if we if we say a word and then we activate this and we wave our hand and we do this kind of stuff, you know, amazing things can start happening. Right. And we've had a lot of very fun stuff built at the office um, to do, to do that. And I think there's a lot of other great companies around the world now, sort of moving into this space and doing things. And okay. and, and just and just a shout out to to mm-hmm. your viewers, um, mm-hmm. or to listeners, I guess is probably more correct, <laughs> um, and especially the girls because yes. you know they're, they're important. Yes. Um, so absolutely. You know, I mean, as, as a way of sort of telling them that. Yes, this might all sound very futuristic and not integrated, but one thing that's been very core to our business is actually working with the AV people to make sure that not only can we get the the right information put up on the screens, but we can also pull in the right microphone signals and the right locations and pull that stuff in. And what's really becoming more and more and more important is to be able to make sure that we can get a microphone feed from wherever it is in the room, into into a computer environment into into the software that we can actually process and deal with some of that audio. So mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a huge expanding market for that in the very near future where there's going to be a lot more audio capture happening in real time in real time environments and I think that's going to be a, a growing business very soon.
0: Awesome. And pro AV people always love to hear about um, a, a technology that actually understands that, that, that that's a consideration, you know, because that gets overlooked and it's like, hello. <laughs> so um, I've seen a lot of entries to market no longer be in market um, because they don't realize the way a pro av system works so i'm sure um you know this concept kind of as you said like a plug and play type of idea will be a springboard for a lot of our listeners and um, other people wanting to use this technology so at infocom where can they find you
1: uh so we're going to be at booth uh 5585 so Mm -hmm. 5585 it's going to be over in the innovations showcase somewhere up in the digital signage pavilion so I don't know too much of the details as as I'm new in infocom I'd love anyone to come by say hi Um, I'll be there on the stand with my co-founder and uh, he's also the technologist uh, sorry the the chief technology guy in the company so Mm -hmm. uh, he's definitely there, ready to answer any questions we are Primarily more sort of computer software guys and we're really looking at the sort of AV market and we're ready to be educated and learn a lot about this because the integration of the two is the magic. That's Mm -hmm. where, you know, the great things happen because... There's nobody in the world who uses that would say the best microphone is built into a laptop. Uh, we all know that the best microphones are, you know, pro AV equipment, and being able to get access to those kind of signals and that kind of quality, mm-hmm. and then integrate that in with things such as voice recognition and then natural user, you know, control and mm-hmm. positioning of cameras at events, and all this kind of stuff would be fun to discuss. So we're always happy. Uh, come by, grab a coffee at the booth, and uh, give us a shout. We'll be at the innovation showcase uh, there, somewhere in the digital signage pavilion, I think.
0: Awesome, perfect. Well, thank you, everyone, uh, for. For, um listening this month and joining us and um you know let me know your thoughts i think that this is some really cool and interesting stuff as usual i'm always wanting to daydream and and think about the future so um drop me a line drop nigel a line make sure you stop and say hi to them and uh until next time on good av have a great month